Wonderful morning once again. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another live session of the Potter's Gate online broadcast. This is the Potter's Gate a Prophetic Prayer School. We're going to be starting what we call the Potter's Gate a Prophetic Prayer School. And basically, this is to just to kind of add to some of the things that we have been looking at, some of the things that we have been bringing across our audience, our listeners. We believe the Lord that um, it's time to advance in, in our spiritual input and in the direction of that which right, we are offering on this platform. And therefore, we are kind of changing the name to Potter's Gate uh, Prophetic Prayer School. And that, of course, begin to, you know, show you and, uh, you know, give you a kind of perspective towards the place that we are going. We want people to be able to develop spiritually, all right, in the place of prayer. But we also want them, amen, to have what you call a prophetic perspective, amen, to the ministry of prayer and intercession. Uh, like we've shared before, that when we bring, you know, the prophetic into, or rather, you know, our prayer life is is a different ball game. It changes, amen, the the the, the concept, the whole, you know, idea of what prayer is, and that is what you know. I I, I believe that we are going to be doing in the next uh, uh, seasons ahead of us. We want to inculcate, amen, a powerful, you know, uh, um prophetic spirit you know into our prayer life because that's where we begin to grow we begin to develop we begin to have the kind of you know spiritual you know structure if you will that allow us amen to be effective in in our engagement in the place of prayer let's let's pray this morning and uh, we are going to go into some few uh, things that I, I feel the lord amen will want us to look into father we honor your name we glorify you we magnify you we exalt you. You are higher than all. You are bigger. You are larger. You are wider than what we can ever, ever think or comprehend. Our understanding of who you are in a million years would never be able to comprehend, yes, the, 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 the least part of you. And so, Father, in this wisdom, knowledge, oh God, of your, your, your awesomeness, your mightiness and your sovereignty, You've invited us again to come and gaze into the th these things, oh God, that your spirit is, is, is birthing in our lives and in the earth. We thank you, Lord, that as we come once again, we come like children, oh God. Yes, the word said, except we, except we become like children, we cannot enter your kingdom. So we come with that childlike faith. We come with that desire, that inquisitive spirit. We want to know. We want to please you. We want our life to bring glory and honor to you and so father we surrender and we yield to you this morning teach us your ways grant us understanding oh god bring us to the point where our heart will begin to draw near even in faith to the things that you're saying even in this day so i thank you once again i give you glory in jesus name amen Yes, once again, welcome everyone. Thank you so much for connecting with us. Uh, like I said, we are starting, uh, a, a, um, if you will, a, a different direction towards what we define as, you know, prophetic, you know, prayer school. We want to. We this has always been, of course, in in my in my heart. In fact, that's what we've been doing. It's just that now, all right, I'm making it almost like official. We we want to inculcate, amen. The prophetic, of course, we've been praying prophetic, but we want our right, people to know that, all right, that's the direction that we are going. We're going in the direction of prophetic prayer, all right. We want to pray. It's time we begin to, you know, 
eat, all right, the meat will begin to grow, mature, amen, in the things of the spirit because we need it now, all right. The days before us demands, all right, that we are well built, we are well equipped, amen, that we are not just religious, that we are not just mere Christians, all right, that we are not just floating around, amen, no, it, it demands that we, we become deliberate, we become deliberate in our engagement to the things of the spirit, all right. So, so we, we need where we can be well nourished, well, you know, uh, uh, imparted, well built up, amen, to begin to, this morning I, I was thinking about, you know, a, a place where we begin to build in the place of prayer. There, there are all kinds of dimension and direction that we want to, you know, we want to inculcate into this initiative, all right? So God is, you know, helping us to come to a new, a new, a new position in the spirit, amen, where or our prayer begins to grow and mature. And I hope that, you know, those that have been following us, all right, will, will be able to flow in this, in, 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 in this next direction, all right? And also, it will help us to kind of build, you know, a, a, you know as, if you will, a kind of um, a curriculum, you know, a spiritual curriculum, all right, for different aspects, amen, of our prayer journey. I, I'm believing God if, if I'll be able to do that, to be able to put our materials, all right, into different, you know, uh, classes. I don't know but I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be able to do that, but that is something I would have loved to do. I wish, you know, I've got someone who, who can take care of all that because personally, you know, I'm, I'm just the only one doing everything and that's a bit, uh, you know, challenging because you've got so much, there's so much material, so much resource, all right, that we need to, you know, begin to put into different classes and different, you know, uh, or order so that, you know, people that are maybe just, you know, growing in the things of the Lord will know where to go to and those who are maturing also will know, amen, uh, you know, where to, you know, source their resource and those who have come to, you know, there are certain people that are, you would look at as spiritually advanced we also want to engage those and in fact we've been engaging them but we also want to be able to have resource for them all right and this is very important all right for the you know accurate development of the body all right that we we don't just put everything together in one basket and expect everybody to to be edified certain truth that will edify you all right may be very challenging for somebody else all right to comprehend all right some people may come you know to our space and they're looking for certain things all right and uh, they may not understand or they may not even know where to find it all right so these are all restructuring that we're doing this restructuring must start from my own spirit or right, which i've been doing all right which of course then impacts you know how we distribute these materials and all that like i said our school you know our you know leadership prophetic school is going to start next week by the grace of god i'm not going to push it for that we're going to start next week we're just going to take it amen as it comes uh, you know a day at a time so much to say so much to talk about all right but you can be rest assured that everything that we're going to be dealing with we're going to be talking about amen are all amen aligned and streamlined into amen the heart of prayer prayer to me is 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 is, is the framework amen of of our journey into the things of god prayer is what leads us into the presence of god yes so we we we, we and that's why I'm, I'm also inculcating this idea of you know prophetic prayer school so we can bring anything, amen, and, and, and infuse them into, this, into, the, into the ministry, into the spirit of prayer. And that's, that's how I believe that, you know, our journey and our walk with God, our transition, whatever we want to call it, amen, should begin to, uh, uh, um, you know, pan out in these in this days of the end. Right? The context is we are in the days of the end. We are in the days of the nearness of the kingdom. We're in the days, amen, of the coming of our Lord, amen. And that can take another 
100 years that can take another 10 years that can take you know another you know three years we don't know nobody knows amen but we want to be amen virgins that are awake amen whose lamps are burning hallelujah we don't want to be virgins amen who have who have gone asleep who are fast asleep no when we go to sleep the enemy invade amen our space while men were sleeping all right so 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 sleeping amen is it's it's good when we need to rest yes but when we need to engage amen with the things of god when we need to take our place when we need to take our position on the wall we cannot afford to sleep we cannot afford to sleep. So that's called discipline. So we want to believe the Lord to grant us to, you know, to, to, to grace us again. Not that we don't have it. We want increase, amen, of, of, of the grace to be disciplined, to be awake. Amen. We read a scripture yesterday that hopefully I might just look at that scripture again. All right. In fact, maybe I should look at that scripture, Romans, while I'm on this. Romans uh, 13, 12, if I'm not mistaken. I like that scripture because it it highlights some some very important principle that we we believe in the Lord amen to unpack you know in in our in our you know community here Romans 13 Thank you Father Yes, very beautiful scripture. Romans 13, 12 says, it says, the night is nearly over. All right, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. I like that scripture. So we're going to be looking at this. This scripture is going to be one of the scripture that we're going to be, you know, tracking we're going to be using amen to lead us further right to lead us further we are moving further in the things of god we're moving we're proceeding further in the things of god we are not slacking back we're not going back amen we're not retreating you know we are pressing we are engaging all right and and the enemy yes the enemy understands that these people are, are you know are deadly serious he, he himself is preparing himself the bible says since the, the enemy knows that his, his days his, his time is near is is also accelerating his attack and his attack i can assure you has changed his modus of of of, of you know of of engaging amen has changed so we we have to you know prep up we have to you know update advance amen our spiritual understanding and structure when it comes to amen our you know our, our mandate and our assignment on earth all right we've got a mandate and an assignment on earth all right the scripture says we must occupy till he comes till he comes not till 2025 not till 2030 till he comes we don't know when that coming is, is, is will, will be but we want to be ready we want to be that steward amen that is prepared that is ready that when the master comes knocking amen he opens the door immediately that's what the scripture says he opens the door immediately and lets him in all right we don't want to we don't want to delay the master we don't want to keep him outside and we don't want to fall asleep all right. Whatever watch of the night he comes, whatever time he comes. All right. And when I mean coming, I'm, I'm, I'm going beyond just the coming of, you know, the rapture. I know, I know a lot of people will have their mindset on rapture. That's good. All right. But, you know, there, there are there are there are 
periods that the Lord has come into our lives, into our space, into our homes, into our ministry, into our city, into our nation, into our generation that we are not aware of, that we are not prepared for, all right? All right. We don't want we want we don't want him coming into our lives, into our space, amen, and we are not ready. All right. Readiness, amen, is the hallmark, amen, of engagement, is the hallmark of maturity. When you're ready in everything we do on earth, we have to be ready. That's why we, we learn certain things. We go to school. The reason we go to school, amen, is to be informed, is to learn, is to acquire knowledge so that we, we go to certain places we want to walk, amen. We are ready, amen. The test thoughts for every department of life you'll be tested if you qualify all right so we want to be prepared we want to be ready as it is in the natural so it is in the spirit thank you so much family for, for connecting this morning we want to be prepared ready and readiness starts with amen the sense and the state of our spirit man readiness speaks amen into our state of mind all right regardless of what we're doing we have to have what i call amen priority priority has to define and direct amen our state of engagement to life right we, we we if if we're not if we're not if we're not engaging life in the state of priority in prioritizing our life amen i tell you we will fall by the wayside if you don't prioritize the issues the things of god the place of prayer amen the place of knowing what to do regarding situation i tell you the enemy is going to i mean he's bombarding us with all kinds of activities here and there a lot of people are so busy amen, to this point that they can't even pray. They can't pray in the morning. They can't even say, oh, thank you, Father, for another day. They cannot pray. That is how busy they are. And that is just a lie of the enemy. That's a trick of the enemy. All right. If, if, if he can keep, keep you busy amen, from engaging into the things that, that shapes and define your destiny, he will do that. All right. He, he, the devil knows how to give us, you know, walk. He, he knows how to place things before us. Yes. In, 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 in Egypt, we saw how he used amen, the issue of labor to keep the people of God amen, from worshiping. And if there's anything the Lord is demanding right now, amen, is Moses tell Pharaoh to let my people go. That they may come, amen, to a place, a mountain that I've chosen to worship me. So worship becomes the center focus of our life. Amen. Worship becomes the center focus of our life. If you're not worshiping God, you're worshiping Pharaoh. If you're not worshiping, amen, Pharaoh, you're worshiping, you know, you know, Nebuchadnezzar. So we have to, yes, in Babylon, they will ask you to bow, amen, to that image, to that image. Yes. And they've set the fire. It's blazing. You dare not bow. They throw you in the fire. What are you going to do? That is the nature of the days of the end. Let's not, let's not try to, you know, uh, as we talk it or, you know, or, or, you know, try to wangle our way out of it. No, it's a two stream. All right. You either, amen, worship God. You either say no to the plans of the enemy or you're going to bow and worship the image of Nebuchadnezzar. You're going to bow down or you're going to build pyramid, amen, in Egypt. So let's understand, that's why we keep saying that it's, it's important that we begin to believe the Lord to resource us in such a way that, amen, we, we, we begin to move towards freedom. A lot of us talk about freedom, all right? But truly, we're not free because, you know, Egypt and Babylon still defines our time, all right? They still define what we buy and what we sell, amen? They still define to a certain degree, amen, uh, what, what, you know, how we live our life, all right? Because these are systems that have been 
set in place. Except we'll begin to think outside the box, amen, and begin to create another kind of a system, amen, that is self-sustenance. When I mean self-sustenance, it means that you, 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 you dare to challenge the system of this world, and in fact, you begin to build a different economic system. That's, these are part of the things we've got to talk about. We've been, I've been talking about this thing years while I was still a pastor. I mean, I taught my people, amen, to, to go into business, to start their own work. To st- because then that gives you time. That gives you opportunity to do the kind of things you want to you wanna do. All right? You're not under the influence or control of some crazy guy who doesn't believe in God and who wants to make your life hell. And that's, that doesn't mean that you're shying or you're running away from the challenges of life. It just means that, amen, you, you want to be able to have enough time to do the things of God. All right? A lot of people today are, are willing to want to do certain things for God, but they cannot because, you know, they've got to pay this bill. They've got to pay that bill. They've got to do this. They've got to do that. They've got to do this job. They've got to. So the enemy knows how to, how to use, amen, the issues of our time, amen, to stop us, to cripple us, to weaken us, amen, to limit us. And these are all battles. These are all ideas of battles that is already ranging. And we have to know these things, all right? So let's not think because, all right, we're walking in certain places and we're earning X amount and it's good, all right? And you think that you're free. No, you're not free. That's the truth. You're not free. You're not free until you have your own job, you have your own company, you have your own work, all right? You, you, you employ other people. That's part of amen, spiritual liberty and freedom that we're talking about, amen, that we begin to have Christians, believers, amen, who employ others, all right? Because then that gives you, uh, you know, the kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know free, you know, uh, 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 platform to do what you need to do for God. The kingdom of God, amen, is advancing, so is amen the 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 attack all right the systemic attack of 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 the past of darkness they dare to stop us the bible says the enemy has come to steal to kill and to destroy all right so these are all things that we want to look into and like i said this scripture in romans 13 13 12 i mean it's a powerful scripture that we want to amen track we want to believe the lord to 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 build to infuse within our spirit it says the night is nearly over what night are we talking about amen the night represent amen that which works against us that which amen stands against us that which limit us in the night men are limited in the night amen we we, we limited with sight that things we cannot do the night at this point like i was sharing yesterday all right speaks amen to the attack amen to the persecution of the children of god amen in rome Amen. This night represents, amen, the, the attack of, of Nero, of Emperor Nero, amen, to the people of God. I mean, and at this point, they were feeling tired, they were feeling weak, they were feeling slumbering, they were feeling, you know, tired. They, 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 they didn't know how to go forth, how to engage. But here's Paul encouraging them, all right? It says, the night is nearly over. The night is nearly over. The night is nearly over. All right? The night, amen, is, is, is the beginning of the breaking of a new day. And we have to have that mindset, all right, that the enemy is not winning the battle. Yes, it may, it may, it may be attacking us. It may be buffeting us. It may try to limit us. It may, it may try to cripple us. It may even try to blind us. Amen. But guess what? He's not winning because we know, amen, the, the end of the story. We know who wrote the story and we know what he said, amen, at the end. Listen, you win. The church is going to win the battle. The church is going to win. But it takes, amen, a new sense of 
understanding. It takes a new sense, amen, of one who will engage, who will prepare. You see, we've got to be We've got to be mentally resilient. We've got to be mentally ready. All right. One of the things the Lord dropped in our heart, amen, this, this decade, this year, is that we've got to develop what is called the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ, amen, is a, is a spiritual, you know, training that we have to go back to. All right. This idea of just looking at the mind of Christ as a limited concept of, of thinking is beyond that. The mind of Christ is a philosophy of existence. The mind of Christ, amen, is a philosophy of existence. And when we begin to grow in what is called the mind of Christ, we know how to engage. We know how to think. We know how to reason. We know how to flow, how to go. We know how to advance, amen, in every situation. Have you noticed that in every situation Jesus faced, there was always a way out amen there's always a way out there's always a way out and the bible says as he is so we are amen the lord has given to us he himself gave us he said he says he says because i go to my father amen i am going to send another one like me in fact he's going to be called your paracletus your helper all right he will lead you into all truth so you can see that we have not fully begin to maximize. We have not fully begin to understand, amen, what the mind of Christ is. And I like that word, all right, because the mind is not placed within, you know, just an idea of spirituality. You know what I mean? Because we have this concept of how we view spirituality in the church, in the body of Christ, that is limited to just, you know, we have our own definition of spiritual things. All right, listen to this. Life is spiritual. Everything we do is spiritual. Everything, because God creates everything, amen, and everything is working, amen, towards the glory of God, amen. So, uh, but the, the, there are people that will abuse that idea of spirituality. There are people that will, you know, misuse it, okay? And we, we've seen that. We've seen a lot of people today in church, amen, you know, use, abuse, amen, use and abuse spiritual gifts, all right, to do their own thing, to build their own thing, amen, to, to, to you know, to influence people, to control people, to manipulate people, all right? So, so that's, in, that's why we have have to understand the whole concept of spirituality all right if somebody begins to speak to you to the point that the person can manipulate you to do what you don't want to do that's that that has a sense of spirituality in it it's just that that spirituality has been perverted so now we begin to grow that understanding that the mind of Christ deals with amen, the area of our spiritual life. It also impacts the area of our psychological you know, uh, 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 life. Amen. It impacts amen, our material life. Guess what? The Bible says that which we see came from the unseen. All right. God created everything we see today. Amen. All that you can touch, all that you can feel, all that you can smell. They all came from and God said. So there's a component of spirituality to every aspect of life, all right? And this is, this is where the enemy, particularly those who are into the Eastern religion and the New Age and all these things, they've mongled all this thing up and they're using it today to lie to people, to deceive people, to manipulate people. And people are saying, wow, that thing is nice, that thing sounds... You've you got to understand that the trick of the enemy is to pervert the truth, is to malign, amen, the way is to, is to, is to change the the, the, the order of how things ought to function in our life. And these are things we have to begin to believe the Lord, amen, to give us insight, understanding, amen, uh, into, into them so that we know how to use them and we know when people are using them, amen, in, in, a, in a manipulative way. 
All right. One of the things that I believe I've, I mean, I, I give thanks to God for is that I, I mean, I've never tried to use, you know, my spiritual gift. All right. The things heaven has given to me to try to influence people in a negative way to try to, you know, you know, twist people hand. All right. Sometimes you are you are in a need and, and I just leave it there. You can see, you know, we, we needed things this, you know, to 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 advance our work. I, I spoke to certain people. I, said, I just told them I don't I never force them. This is what we need. This is how it's going to happen. If you can help us, fine. If you cannot, praise the Lord. God will raise somebody else to do the job. That's how God works. But I also would not, you know, allow the enemy to manipulate me and tell me, ah, you cannot, you cannot ask people. No, the Bible says, ask. Ask, you shall receive. Seek, you shall find. Knock, the door shall be opened. So it's a principle of the kingdom to ask. Amen. And, and you, sh you should leave it there. All right. And let God minister to people. But to start to manipulate and try to, you know, uh, uh, cajole people and try to, you know, do other things just to get. No, no, I will never do that. I'd rather not have, all right, than to step out of the, the boundary line of the principle. Because, you see, gift, spiritual gifts are powerful gifts. And, and we've seen how people have used it to build big things for themselves. And this is where spiritual discipline comes in. So if we know that the Lord is the one leading and guiding us and is our provider, listen, we'll wait on him and we just build our life based on the principle of his word. So going back to or to 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 you know to Romans 13, Romans 13, 12, it says, Therefore the night is nearly over, the day is almost here. There's a day that is coming. There's, we are in the day, amen. We're in the time of the breaking of the day. The day, hallelujah, is about to dawn. There's a new day that is dawning on us. There's a new day that is dawning upon the earth, as you can see. All right? There's a new day that is done upon the earth. And that does not necessarily mean that suddenly we, we jump or we walk into some utopia. All right? It's a new day. Wow. Everything suddenly begins to look wonderful. Everything starts working together. Listen, till Jesus comes, we are going to continue to engage in warfare. It's just that, amen, the dawn of the new day gives us an opportunity to step into a new dimension, amen, of grace and capacity, amen, and tenacity and vision and revelation, amen. We, 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 we develop in our sense of wisdom we begin to mature that's why we are believing god in a new day as we get ourselves ready our loins amen you know guarded with the belt of truth because listen to this the battle will continue to range the, the, there's a prince of this world that wants to stop that wants to hinder that wants to frustrate amen the advancement of the kingdom but we like it or not the scripture says the kingdom of god is coming and the kingdom of god is near you so as we begin to step into this new day, let's understand the prophetic nature. Let's understand what is panning out. All right. You saw what happened between America and Iran. All right. Yesterday we saw Iran, you know, retaliated, all right, to, to you know, to, to, to one of the base, the American base in, 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 in Iraq. Now, all these are part of prophetic, you know, realities that are panning out in our day. So let's not live our life and just say we're watching news. We are watching the unfolding, amen, of God's prophetic uh, 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 intention for the earth and we're watching how people are walking towards it or walking against it yes there are two streams you can either walk towards amen the prophetic realities of god for our time for our day for your life or you can walk against it now this is the reason why we are here to help you understand to help you make sense of what the spirit of god is doing not just in your own life not just in your own space your own little family but amen in your community amen and within amen your nation and globally 
This is a beautiful thing that we have sight. And that's why we're saying we want to, you know, bring this concept, amen, of prophetic prayer. Amen. We want to be able to begin to understand because when we pray, God speaks to us. That's prophetic. Every time God speaks to us, that's prophetic. Amen. Every time God speaks to us, we're engaging with the prophet because see the voice of God, the spirit of God is prophetic by nature. And that's why you're going to you're going <clears> to <throat> you're going to hear me next week when we begin to talk about our prophetic school. Begin to talk about some things in our prophetic school that all right, what we need to develop is what I call a prophetic spirit. All right. If you're not a prophet, you don't have to be called a prophet. You don't have to be called into the prophetic ministry to be prophetic. Life was designed, amen, to be to be to function, amen, in, in the order, in the in the in the in the direction, in the framework of prophetic. Everything God does, amen, has a prophetic, you know, a, a emblem, a prophetic blueprint, a prophetic, you know, stamp on it. And so once we begin to understand that, it, it, it helps us to, to see things the way you know God wants us to see. That's called prophetic. That you're able to see things the way God amen, has designed it. That you're able to see your own life the way God... I mean, there are millions and billions of people living their life today without, first of all, understanding the purpose of their existence. Alright? There are those who are just living for survivor's sake. There are those who the environment, amen, has so, has, has, so, has so assimilated them to the point that they can't think outside the wall of, of their nationality, all right? They can't think outside the wall of who they are. They can't think outside the wall, amen, of their, of, of their family, or, you know, they can't, they can't see. They, when, when they look at themselves, when they look at their home, their family, all they see is what, you know, everybody see. They're not seeing something uh, you know, that heaven has designed them for. They can't see it. They, 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 they don't understand it. In fact, they are working against their own destiny. All right? I mean, that was Saul. I mean, Saul was going to persecute the church, you know, on, on the road to Damascus until a great light, amen, you know, struck him down from his high horse, from his horse of pride. And, and that's what some of us, amen, have to, have to, have to, have to experience, amen. It's the same that happened to Jacob. All right? And that's why we're not, we're not trying to sweet talk this thing. You know, we want to bring everybody to come to a day where they understand, where they understand the intentions of God for their life. All right. That our life, amen, is, uh, you know, the, 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 the time and the, and the resource that heaven has given to us, amen, is being maximized, hallelujah, to, 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 to help us, amen, to advance into God's plan and purpose for our life. That to me, that is prophetic. All right. So we are not living our life with all the knowledge with all the skill that we have acquired, amen, just serving some, you know, some Pharaoh, some, you know, um, uh, 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 you know, Babylon, you know, spirit somewhere. No, that our life is not defined by what we acquire. This, this, Jesus said, amen, it says, it says the content, the, 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 the life of a man, amen, is not defined by what he possesses. Right? That, now, to me, that's powerful. When I read the scripture, he, you know, decades ago, it changed my life. That a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. Ah, I said, Lord, so what I, so, but I'm seeing people running to possess things. So you're saying this is not what life is all about. I, then I'm interested to know what life is all about. If you say possessing things is not what life is all about. He said a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. That's a different, you know, philosophy of existence. 
because what we hear, what we see in the church is get all you can get. What the world is what the world system is saying is the more you get, the more you become influential, the more they know you, the more you have a voice, the more you can do this. And you may be able to do all that. But guess what? The author of life himself, the one who defines what life is, says to us that our life does not consist in the abundance of the things we possess. So I want to know what he means. I want to know then what my life is consist of. Don't you think that's a good thing to want to know? All right. So I begin to find out. I begin to make my research. And, and that is where, I, I mean, I begin to have that, you know, 360 degree turnaround. That's where amen, my, my own turning point began. That if this is what Jesus said, you see, because I believe the word of the Lord. Now, I think that's a lot of problem to many people they, they they read the word but they don't believe the word they don't believe the word all right they don't believe the word they read the word they, but they don't believe the word the word does not you know the word doesn't change them the word is not what ministered to him my life is gathered by the word at least when i really came to accept you know the reality of god now when i give my life to jesus and became religious there are two different things so the day you claim you give your life to jesus might not even be the day you really truly give your life to jesus you can go through the motion but you have not encountered him himself all right you can you can stand and repeat what somebody says jesus come into my life and you did all that and that was nice i mean and you felt you felt some changes for you know for a while and and after you know some time you went back to doing your own thing all right because you're soul is still very much alive <laughs> your soul is still on the driver's seat all right your, your soul is still in charge all right and, and 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 that jesus thing you did just fizzle away and you went back doing your own thing all right and, and and that's fine because you were never taught you were never told all right that giving your life to jesus is one thing all right submitting your your faculty your soul to jesus is a different thing and that one may take people a lifetime. That's, that's what you call, amen, being saved every day. <laughs> you understand? So it's fine to give your life to Jesus. But you've got to understand that daily you have to submit your soul faculty, your desire, amen. Those preference that you have built, amen, for years, amen. Those, those personal desire, amen, that you have built. Those like, those dislike, amen. Those attitude, character, all has to. Have you noticed that when you give your life to Jesus Christ, your character does not just immediately change. Suddenly you just become a nice person. Maybe for the first two, three days, you know, maybe even two, two, two months, you feel different. People look at you and say, why you change? But suddenly that feeling begins to wear off. Alright? Yes, if, if, if it wears off. That doesn't mean that you're not saved. You're saved, but it's just that you have not been taught. You were not schooled. That's why, all right, we, every church ought to be a school where you teach person, you know, you teach people how to grow in the things of God, how to develop, all right? You know, it's like you give birth to a child. Yes, the child, the child is born. Yes, the child with every feature well complete, but you've got to feed the child, all right? You've got to teach the child certain things, certain, you know, aspect of the child, amen. In, in, internal development must begin to you know occur you understand the child's mind needs to start growing all right everything about that child must grow must develop amen as it is in the natural so it is in the things of the spirit but you you give birth to a child you just dump the child leave the child and you go your own way that child all right would it will take god amen for that child to grow and become a good person all right, because all that the child needs amen from 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 the parent from the mother father all right it's not there 
And, and these are our principles, all right, that, you know, affects our, you know, our life and our spirituality. A lot of people who give their life to Jesus genuinely, but end up all right, in the wrong place because they were never, you know, they, they gave their life to Jesus and all they were left, amen, is with church. All they were left with, amen, is church. Is church. So church never taught them, amen, how, how, how they can be nurtured, how they can grow. In fact, church never nurtured them. All right, if church nurtured them, church nurtured them to become churchy. <laughs> they just become churchy people. They became church people. They never grew up. They never grow. They never understood, amen, how to begin to unless, amen, the, 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 the grace, the life, amen, the wisdom, the character, the nature, amen. They, they were never formed, amen, fully into. Paul said, you are my children, whom I travel again until Christ be formed there's a formation that must take place in your life, amen, that impact how you see, how you hear, amen, how you talk, amen, how you behave, character, you know, uh, your grace, your giftings, all of that. And this is why, you know, sometimes when I speak, people think I'm too harsh on the church because we, we've, we've done more harm than good. Unfortunately, that's just the truth, all right? We, the church ought to be a, a school, ought to be, amen, a kindergarten. In fact, the church ought to be an institution where you start training, you start teaching people, amen, from that kindergarten, you know, uh, 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 what do you call it? You know, your art class, you know, you they grow up, you know, you start your grade one and grade two, grade R, you know, to all the way to university, all right? The church will have that kind of spiritual facility, that kind of capacity where we have system in place that train people, that grow people, all right? That people can grow from so that when they reach, you know, the next level of their life, they're not running around, they're not, they're, they're not confused, they're not finding themselves in, in some deep water that they can't swim. No, they're ready, they're prepared, you see, because life prepares us for each stage, all right? Parents prepare us for each stage of our life. And if we understand that we grow in that, guess what? We grow into the things of God. But if you just gave your life to Jesus Christ and that's all, and that's all, you have nothing to build on. Uh, nothing has been built into your life. The enemy is going to make a mess of your life. So it's important that we understand the things that we're saying. See, that's why we say prayer is beyond just, you know, hallelujah, shanda, shanda. No, it's, it's a whole spiritual development. Prayer is a place where we get to develop. And these are these are the things I'm hoping that we're going to be doing, amen, in the next seasons, amen, ahead of us. That's why we're calling this, amen, the Potter's Gate, amen, prophetic prayer school. This is a school, this is a prayer time that we want to learn. They say, teach us how to pray. That's the key word. The disciples, they ask Jesus, they say, teach us how to pray as John taught his disciples. So listen to this. Prayer flows from a philosophy. All right? How do you think John's disciples were praying? They prayed the way John, amen, taught them to pray, amen. Whatever John is limited, amen, in, amen, whatever John knows, whatever John have, amen, is imparted into his, his, his disciple in the place of prayer. That is why, listen to this, that is why 21, 22 years after Paul met the, some of the disciples of, of John, he asked them, have you guys received the Holy Spirit since you believe? They said, what are you talking about? Holy what? We have not even heard of such a thing before. <laughs> then Paul asked them, so unto whose baptism, unto who were you baptized? They said, we baptized unto John. We baptized unto John. That is a man, the scripture said, amen, is the greatest of all, the, of, of, of all prophets, the least in the kingdom. You see, when it comes to kingdom things, listen to this, when it comes to kingdom things, we have to engage people, deliberate training. Deliberate training. So I can assume that we know how to pray. You see, our prayer is not the length. Our prayer is not the semantics. 
Our prayer earlier deals with our connection, our understanding, amen, of scripture and, and, and speak into how we relate the scripture back to God, amen. Our prayer speaks into our faith, our trust, our hope, our determination, amen, to stand on the word of God, to believe what God says, amen, and to grow in that which he's saying to us. When we begin to pray with such understanding, amen, we begin to mature. We begin to develop. They bring us to a place where we can begin to interact, amen, with heavenly things. All right? We can grow in the place of prayer. In fact, the place of prayer has been designed, amen, for our spiritual growth. All right? So we've got to knock this idea that prayer is just a place where we come to ask God for things. It's a place where we come to grow in the things of God. Prayer is the place where we come to grow in the things of God. It's a place where we get to discover ourselves. It's a place where we get to know about other people. Come on. It's prophetic. Amen. Prayer is apostolic. Prayer is prophetic. Amen. In the place of prayer, we are taught. We receive that capacity to be taught, to be built up. Amen. In the place of prayer, we receive passion for nations, for soul. Yes, that evangelistic grace falls upon us. I remember back then when I used to, and I used to go for evangelism. By 4 a.m., I'm already awake. <clears throat> I'm already awake, all right? I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And the Lord begins to show me. The Lord begins to show me the street I need to go and preach. Because, you know, back then, I don't know how, if they do that here. But back then in Nigeria, yeah, you know, there's freedom of worship, all right? Not now that, you know, the Al-Qaeda's and, and the, you know, uh, Boko Haram's are everywhere bombing the churches. And, and that, that's a different story. And that's because the church also went to sleep. <clears throat> But back then, all right, early, in the early hours in the morning, I get up. You know what I do before, before the you know the Muslim culture prayer. I make sure I, I, this guy is crazy. I make sure that the people hear my voice first before you hear Allah Akbar. No, I declare, Jesus is Lord. That was how passionate I was. Crazy passionate. That was how passionate I was. I got a megaphone. You know why I got a megaphone? Because I saw myself in the church. I was praying. I've shared this testimony before, you know, in the church, the church I used to attend back then, you know, the government came and bulldozed the, the church down, they bulldozed the building because they said, we, we, you know, we, that, that building was, you know, on an illegal ground, you know, they were not permitted, were, the church was not permitted to build on that site. And that was just some, you know, a, a political issue. All right. So even in the, in the, in the, in the, you know, in the destruction of that building, my pastor will ask us to come to church and pray. And we know the person who instigated that is a Muslim. <laughs> so he will ask us every day to come and point our hands to that house and, you know, just release prayer over, you know, over the house. I mean, and that was crazy. But we we're doing that. But one of the days I could remember, I just came back from school, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. I was still in secondary school back then, you know. So, I, and I was just praying. I'm not sure if I, was, I came from school, but I was praying this afternoon. I was praying. My eyes wild open. My eyes, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, closing my eyes. I was, my eyes wild, wild open. I was facing the wall, amen. And I was praying. I was in the spirit, really praying. Suddenly, I saw myself as, as just, just as you're watching me. I saw myself in full, you know, colored on the screen it's like somebody was projecting it's like you're watching a you know a, a, a movie that is projected on the wall here yeah, it's like a projection i saw myself on the wall i was preaching in a particular street in lagos with my megaphone in fact i didn't have a megaphone back there but i was preaching with megaphone and i mean i just stopped i was i was i was i, I mean i froze i was shaking i was like what is this 
Before I could like maybe call somebody and say, did you see the scene just disappeared? I wanted to call somebody and say, can, can you see what I'm seeing? The, the scene just disappeared. I mean, I will never forget this, friends. You talk about walking with God. This is the first time I had, uh, you know, I experienced what is called open vision. I saw myself. I saw myself. I, as I'm speaking to you, I can still see, you know. That image is like it's forever stuck in my brain. That's what gives me passion. You see, you've got to have all this experience. That's why Paul said you think you're, you, you think you're super apostle. Let's, let's, let's talk about, amen, the qualification of an apostle. Let me, is, have I not seen the Lord? Halavashayadadabokayanda. <laughs> Friends, I mean, when I saw this, it changed my life. You know, this, this is, this, this, these are one of the ways I knew God had called me. You see, my call was radical. Not everybody had the kind of radical call that I had because, I mean, I was done with God. I, knew, I never wanted to have anything to do with God because of the people that mirrored God to me. The people, my family that mirrored God to me. I mean, some of them were terrible people. I mean, that's just the way I can put it. My extended family, of course. Because I grew up with an extended family. You know when you grow up in an extended family, they abuse and misuse you. You talk about being abused. I was abused. But back then, I mean, it's like Joseph. I mean, God was using you know, all my trial and abuse amen, to build me up. <clears throat> this is the reason why today I'm an early morning person. I'm an early morning, early, early morning person. I wake up so early in the morning. So once it's past 3, 4 o'clock, my eyes are open. Except I'm so, so tired. Even if I'm so tired, I begin to gain consciousness. I get up, you know, because, you know, back then I live in Joss in a place called Plateau Joss in Nigeria. Very cold. I mean, that place is as cold as, you know, South Africa in winter. It's cold, cold, cold because it's a plateau. You've got a lot of mountain there. It's very cold. And I'll, I'll wake up in the morning to wash dishes. I mean, I was the dishwasher of the house. I wash dishes. I'd get the whole place prepared and clean the whole house. And, and I have to go to school. By the time I get to school, I'm already sleeping because I'm tired. I mean, I'm talking about abuse here. I was still a child. I was still young. You know, I'm, I think I was, you know, five, six, seven. They're about eight. This, this is what's my story growing up. Because I didn't grow up with my parents. My parents were divorced. Uh, you know, my father was sick and all kind of things. My mother left. Uh, you know, you, uh, all of this, I mean, it, it built, it, that thing built anger, pain, bitterness in me. To the point that I was, <clears throat> I was planning to go and join, you know, Nigerian Defense Force. I wanted to go join the army just to gain power. Because that's the only way I felt I could express my, you know, my, you know, my, 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 my anger and, you know, and gain control. So that I, I mean, I will not have to, you know, face this kind of issue again. I mean, I wanted to go join the army, <laughs> and the Lord said, "You, you, I'm going to catch you." You see, now I'm, I can laugh over it, but I tell you, for years that thing, that thing influenced my life on a neck. I mean, I was drinking the peel of bitterness every day. I mean, I was, I was an angry person. I was a bitter person. But that's this. This our part of what the Lord was using to shape me. To ship me. That's why today you see I'm passionate about the things of God. I'm not passionate because somebody pays me, but because somebody you know hails me. No, no. Paul said, if 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 somebody blesses us for what we do, fine. If we don't do it, it's our duty to do what we need to do. He placed a curse upon. He said, "Woe is me if I preach not the gospel." <laughs> Man, it's crazy, Paul. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. 
It's like me saying to myself, woe is me because I know where God brought me from. See, I have, I have no second alternative. I have no other job. This is the job heaven gave to me. And these are all part of what God was building in me to prepare me beyond just being a pastor, hallelujah, in my country. All that laid the foundation for me to come to this nation. Or else, friends, I would have run away. I would have gone back to Nigeria. You know, when, when, when I saw the kind of things happening here, when I saw the xenophobia and all that, I mean, I would have just, it's not what it. I mean, when you watch your countrymen being abused, being, being, you know, being killed and things like that, and you, people are wondering, are you crazy? No, it is the passion and the love of God. There is no excuse that anybody can give to kill another human being. There is no economic problem that can be so, that can be so terrible that will make you maim and kill some and burn somebody else. You, all that we watched it. But I stood my ground. Why? Wow. Because the vision must direct. The vision must, must, must resource. The vision must empower you. You mustn't look at things in the natural to decide and, 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 and make sentimental decisions. You must look, amen, at what the Lord has done. His finished work on the cross, hallelujah, to continue to carry out what you have been ordained and designed. Listen to this. When you start praying, you collide with your real self. That's what I'm talking about. A lot of people, amen, running around today praying. You don't even know who you are yet. You've not, you've not opened your life to God. They have not shown you. Hallelujah. You've not allowed them. To, you've not allowed them. You know when I talk about, I'm sure you've heard me say, you've not allowed them. I'm talking about heaven. I'm talking about God. I'm talking about, amen, the, the, the ways of God, the principles of God. Because somebody might ask, who, who are the damn who is talking about? Now I'm talking about, amen, the principle that God uses. I hope you understand right, that God may walk in your life and he may not be the one doing what he's doing. He may use somebody else. He may use things. He may use people. He may use situations, circumstances. Yes, all that are locked in the sovereign nature of God. But we use anything and anyone, amen, to bring you into divine alignment. So if you're still living your life, amen, in, in that idea of, 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 of guarding, of guarding yourself, you have this guardedness. There are certain areas that you have protected. You've built some bars and iron walls, amen, you know, and iron gates that nothing penetrates that area. And God says, sorry, yes, I know you've opened all this door, but that one, I need it to be open, or else you are not going to collide with my purpose for your life. Yes. So they had to bring Paul, you know, Saul down, amen, from his high horse. That horse was, was a definition, symbolic of pride. It was galloping, amen. He was on his way, amen, to, 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 to Damascus. He was galloping. And the Lord collided with him. Say, are you going to continue to fight me? Says, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus whom you're persecuting. Many of us will have to collide with God. And we can do that, amen, in the place of prayer. When you start praying deep into your, you know, when you start praying, you start praying deep into your spirit, man. Oh, they touch something within your heart that you cannot deny. There's something that, that unlocks in, in your spirit, man. There's something that amen, is dropped within your heart, amen, that makes you to begin to see the way God will have you see things. And that's the beauty of prayer. Prayer is very spiritual. Prayer is very spiritual. The act of prayer. I'm not just talking about the response of prayer. You see, many a times we talk about the response of prayer and really do not understand the, 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 you know, the act, the very act. When you start praying, the Bible says, as he began to pray, something happens to you. 
And I think that I'm more interested in what happens to me than what is given to me. It's important that we get things from God, but it's also important that we are aware amen, of what he does. I made a statement some years back. I can't quote, quote this, you know, that statement verbatim, but you know, something like this. Many a times we go to God in the place of prayer and we want him to change things or change people. Meanwhile, the prayer basically is a request for us to be changed. And we don't even know that. All right? You're praying God. Maybe your, 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 your wife, you know, is treating you badly or your husband is treating you badly. Or, you know, it's your child or your, your son or somebody or maybe your boss. And you, you go to God in request. God, look at what this person is doing. This to me. This person is not showing love to me. This person is not doing this. And God said, I hear you. But first of all, I need you to pray this prayer for yourself. I need you, all right, to begin to change in the light of this request. In other words, you, you, you brought somebody um, to, you know, to my presence to change, but I need you first to change. And as you begin to change, you begin to realize that after all, maybe I shouldn't have brought this request before the Lord. Maybe I'm the one that needs to change. <laughs> I discovered that. I discovered that. I discovered that. The most time, amen, what we are requesting, what we are presenting to God as a request, amen, you know, for on behalf of others are the things we need the most. Because the more you see anger in person, in people, and you're getting angry, it tells you that you also need to deal with that. You need to deal with that aspect of your own life. You need to deal with that because that's how God uses us. When you change, it's easy to become a vessel to extend change to others. Or else we remain hypocrites. A lot of people pray. I know people in Nigeria. My God, my country. When you talk about religion, number one, grade one religious nation. I mean, people are praying. People early in the morning, they go to pray. They go to pray. You see that person come back from prayer. The person picks, <laughs> it picks a battle with the neighbor. <laughs> I mean, that person just came back from prayer. And that person picks an issue with the neighbor. I mean, you just ask yourself, what 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 is this you see because when you develop the concept of prayer on just an 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 idea a religious idea you know you know a duty something we've got to perform we've got to do you know and one thing with the human system with the human body is that when you do things regularly the human body is like a computer the human body just sets you on that mode all right. So when it's let's say maybe you always go to pray six o'clock, the human body will, will you know acclimatize and and just change your body. Once it's to six, you know five ten to six, your body begins to tell you it's time to pray. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. And you also get up and you just, oh, Lord, da, 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 da. you know the things you're going to say. You just flow the way you say it. That's why sometimes I deliberately, you know, change, you know, the flow of my prayer. Because you don't want to pray a prayer that is monotonous. You don't want to pray. That's what Jesus called repetitious prayer. It's not the fact that you're repeating the same word. All right. It means that you are not engaging. The prayer has become like, you know, chanting, you know, like what the, you know, you know, the, 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 the monks, you know, the, 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 the Muslims and all these other religions do. They like to chant. 
All right, and listen to this. There is power in chanting. If you continue to chant, chant, and chant, and chant certain things, all right, you summon certain demonic power that begins to go into operation. And Jesus said, that's not prayer. Prayer must be intimate. Prayer must be personal. Pr prayer must be unique. All right, that, because that's what, you know, relationship is all about. Everything that I've just said, amen, defines to us relationship. It has to be unique. It, it, it has to be a now moment thing. It's not something that you, you, you preempt. It's something you, you, you know, you, you just do it. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it, it just flows. Because it comes from the depth of your heart. It's not from your head. It's from your heart. Amen. A lot of people pray from their head. That's why I said some time ago, that kind of prayer, amen, is good, but it's not good enough because... God wants to hear, you know, your thought. He wants to feel, amen, your passion. He wants to feel, amen, your, your, your heartbeat in the prayer. That is the prayer the Bible says avails, avails much. The prayer of the righteous man. A righteous person, amen, is not, is not hypocritical. Amen. A righteous person, amen, is not cynical. It's not carnal. It's not fleshy. It's not soulish. A righteous person, amen, is a spiritual highly you know uh, uh, a, a engaging in the things of god in the things of the spirit and that person is also emotional a righteous person is one whose emotion listen to this has been transformed remember i said it some some time back emotions are designed amen to worship god how do you how do you worship god amen without expressing emotion well and how do you worship god with a perverted corrupt emotion all right? You see a lot of people crying. You think, oh, wow, this person is really in the spirit. Your cry does not prove that you're worshiping God. That cry could mean so many things. Only you know. Only you know. Only you know. So we can be, we can be deceived and we can allow the enemy to, in fact, deceive us through our, through our emotion. Because emotions that are not surrendered, that are not submitted, those are all part of the faculty of the soul. Remember, we're talking about the mind of Christ. All right? In the mind of Christ, you have emotion. Amen? You have feelings. Amen? You have intelligence. All of this must be summoned and surrender. Amen? In alignment to amen, the ways of the spirit. That's how, that's how it's been designed. Amen? The spirit must go. The soul must follow. The body must follow suit. Amen? Paul prays, I wish that you be kept spiritual and body. Every aspect of our life in this last day must come into agreement. Amen? We don't want to have a scattered life. We don't want to have a divided life. Amen? The Bible says, let not amen, a double-minded person think he or she will receive anything from the Lord. Amen? Let, let us not assume, amen, that we can worship God, amen, in, 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 in our spirit and our emotion, amen, is serving something else and think God is going to accept that worship. No. The Bible says, amen, God desires us to worship him in spirit and in truth. Truth must complement, amen, our worship lifestyle. And worship lifestyle, amen, is a life that we live, that we live, that we live, amen. We live the life. Worship is a life that we live amen the expression of worship are different things yeah right? most time we focus on the expression all right but then the the, the, the life the, the the core structure of where that expression it comes from is is, is being corrupt amen is is being violated and that's why god doesn't accept our worship 
is and I'm just using it using this as part of part of you know, the expression of prayer because worship is prayer. Part of, part of the idea of worship is prayer. When you pray, you worship God, you acknowledge God. That's why, you know, you know Jesus' first prayer, amen, is, 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 is a portal that is opened by worship. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's the hallmark of worship. When you start hallowing the name of the Lord, you begin to acknowledge, amen, his, his holiness, his supremacy, his authority, his power, not just over your life, but over all things. Then look at the next thing that comes. Your kingdom comes. What an order. In that order, his kingdom begins to penetrate where you've hallowed him, where you have sanctified him. Hallelujah. Where you have honored him. Oh, Lord. Heaven comes down. Things change around us. That is the concept that we're talking about, friends. That is the life that heaven says is inviting us into. Friends, we are changing. As we, as we grow in this understanding, we are being changed. We are being transformed from one dimension of glory to the next. As we're talking right now, and as you're accepting, you're believing, you're, you're, you're taking what you're hearing, you're changing, something is happening in your life. You, you are being imparted, amen. There is a new direction, amen, of, 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 of the ways of God being imprinted upon your heart, amen. There is a new, you know, you know lease of life that is being, that is being released into you that is bringing the, the voice of God, the impartations of God into that area. Because you're a spiritual person, amen, so you relate with the things of the spirit. And as you do that, listen to this, you change. Because your spirit is changing. Your spirit is growing. Your spirit is maturing. Your spirit man is developing. Hallelujah. Suddenly you start to understand certain things about, about your life, about your environment, about your home, your family. Yes, this, these are the things that we get as benefit when we engage God in the place amen, of a heartfelt prayer. When we engage God in the place of a heartfelt prayer. Amen. He ministered back to us in change. He ministered back to us. The Bible says as he began to pray. Amen. His countenance changed. You see the countenance is an expression of who you are on the inside. When you are, when you are, when you are happy on the inside you smile. Have you seen a sad person smiling before? <laughs> Have you seen a sorrowful person smiling? No. The expression of your face is the condition of your heart. The expression of your face is the state, amen, of your inner configuration. All right? Even if you try to pretend, you know, people can see through your pretense. You know, you can, you can be smiling, but you know that you're not happy. People, good people, you know, you don't even have to be, you don't have to be born again. There are very good people who, who have studied humans. They, they ask you, you smile, but they, what's wrong with you? Tell me what's wrong with you. They, <laughs> you just buzz and start crying. Yes, because they, they saw through you know, the mask. They saw through the mascara. They saw through the painting and all that. They could see through. It's easy to see through things. We can see through people. Right? Bible says, as he began to pray, his countenance changed. So something happened on the inside, amen, that transformed us, that transfigured us on the outside. Not only did his face change, the Bible says his clothes became white. 
that speaks of you know the, the, the impartation of righteousness the more you pray the more you are being changed the more you become righteous the more you have a standing before the Lord Amen. the Bible said that he gave them a white robe which represents his righteousness Amen so we want to pray we want to change we want to grow we want to develop in the ways of God we want to come into the things of the spirit alright so this this is um I'm gonna round up with this the scripture. All right, uh, Romans twelve. Excuse me, Romans thirteen twelve. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. That day speaks of the day of His kingdom. Let us. It's a call. Let us put aside. Let us lay aside. Let us put aside every deed, Amen, of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. So we cast out, amen, we cast off every deed, every activity of darkness within our life, within our space. Why? We're paving the way, amen, for the dawning of a new day. We're paving the way for that which heaven is about to bring into our life. You see, I made a statement some time ago. If you're not expecting something, if you're not anticipating something, Nothing's going to happen. You see, the, 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 the virgins, they were expecting, they were expecting to the point that um, I assume this man is not coming. <laughs> this, this, this bridegroom is uh, uh, not coming. Guys, I'm tired. They went to sleep. But the Bible says while they slept, the town cry, the bridegroom is here. Guess, it's, uh, uh, guys, let's go. All the guests, they got ready. Let's go. While these, these virgins have been waiting, preparing themselves all this while, at the dying minute, at the last minute, they allow themselves to go into slumber. That's the story of the church. We don't want a, man, a sleeping virgin. We want a man, an awake, prepared alert virgin we want to be that servant that when the master comes regardless of the time he comes he can come amen 7 p.m he can come 1 a.m he can come 3 a.m regardless of the time he decides this is his choice our our responsibility is to be ready is to be prepared is to be prepared never allow your life to be determined by accidental change Never allow your life to be determined by, amen, to become, amen, a, a, you know, another statistics of an accidental change. You define the change of your life. You engage things that makes change to occur. That you can look at this and say, yes, yes, I knew what it took me to get that. I, I did this, I did that, amen. Not, is it... Change occurs every day in our life. We like it or not. <laughs> you don't have to pray for a change. No, you just, just allow something to happen to somebody close to you or somebody around your life, amen, or some, something within your space. It impacts you to the point of change. It impacts you to the point of change. You know, I used to have this friend, three years now, he's been gone with, to be with the Lord, Robin. He's a white guy. I mean, the first one year, 
thereabout of our relationship was very chaotic. Because he's coming from this school of thought. I'm coming from this school of thought. He has this idea. I've got this idea. You understand? And guess what? We are, we're both Christians. I mean, he's, he, he's, 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 he's a mature Christian. Of course, he's older than me. But he's a mature Christian. I mean, he's written books. He's written commentary. In fact, he wrote commentary on the entire book of Ezekiel and the book of Revelation. I think, yes, and the book of Ephesians. So this is not just some, you know, by the way, Christian here. This is somebody who's been tracking, walking with God. But guess what? Both of us have got, you know, ingrained ideologies. You see, that's why I pray people will understand what we're dealing with here. No matter how you think, yes, I'm ready for the things of God. Let God bring somebody into your life. Then you will see. That, that will be the time for you to measure. Hey, Amen. How far you have come in the things of God. Especially when that person is coming from a different you know, school of thought, a different background. You're both Christian. You're both serving the Lord. But your values, your view, your perspective to life, amen, are not the same. And this is what even happened in marriage. That, that doesn't mean that you married the wrong person. It just means that there are things you've got to deal with that you have not dealt with. All right? That will create, you know, miscommunication, amen, misdirection, you know, assumption, presumption, amen. And these are all things that will create, you know, a, a, a confusion in the home. And you see two people who love themselves fighting. You wonder, but we love ourselves. Why are we fighting? No, you've got to deal with this externality that you, you're, you're, you're talking over, you're walking over. You don't want to deal with them. There are all kinds of things in our life, all right? You know, we're falling humans. We're falling humans. Oh, yes, I know you say, but I'm born again. I know you're born again. Oh, but I'll, I'll pray and I, I, I pray and I ask, I, I'm believing God that you will pray to God. God, open the strongholds of my life to me. I want to see them so I can deal with them. That's a good prayer. I think that's a good prayer we all need to pray. Open the strongholds. Open the blind spot of my life. Let me see my own blind spot. You see, you know, something about blind spot. That's why they call it blind spot. You don't see it. It's people that see it. And God help you the way they point that <laughs> the way they, the the way they point that blind spot. You see, that's another thing about people. You can have a blind spot, but the way people point the blind spot to you even gets you more angrier. All right. So people can see a blind spot and you know use wisdom and you know understanding to show you there's a blind spot. But people can use a blind spot. And just hit it on your face. <laughs> because they want to show you. You've got a blind spot. You're running around thinking you're so righteous. But look at what you're doing. And it's so messy. You see that, that, that deals with you know, our level of maturity. And that's something we grow on. We grow into. We learn. You know, I had to learn that as a prophet because it's easy for prophet to point fingers. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but as you begin to grow in the things of God, you begin to understand that the hallmark of the prophetic is not seeth, it's not just thou seeth the Lord, amen, but is the wisdom to which, amen, you express the heart of the Father. And I thank God the Lord is helping me. So this, my friend, we, we, we had it. We, we quarrel. When it comes to my, we quarrel over everything. We, I mean, we've got a different idea. You know, he, he's more into capitalism. Yes, what the white people have done for the, you know, for, you know, for, for, you know, for humanity, particularly for South Africa. He's a South African. He's a white guy, you know. And we, we just, I'm not telling Robin, you're wrong. Can't you see what, where we're coming from? What, what apartheid has done to this nation and all, and all that. And we're both speaking from two we're all, we're both right, but we're speaking from two different ends. 
And we all we always fight. But one thing that brings us together is that we're all lovers of the kingdom and we all sought the kingdom. So when we finish, we'll pray. And sometimes we don't even pray. He just gets angry and he goes in his car. He goes. <laughs> then he calls me later in the evening. I mean, I miss this guy. Because, you know, we, get, we, we, we finally get to know each other and love each other. I mean, he will call me, he will take me out. And because I don't go out, I don't go. I just do what God will have. The same with him. So we became the best of friends. And this guy just died. And sometimes I just think of him. Just think of him. And I start weeping. Why? Because there were things I wanted to ask. I wanted to know. I wanted to, you know, understand about his life. That I, I did not have the time. You understand? And thank God that the few times we had together, it was a beautiful time. But guess what? We never allow our differences. All right? That is one person that I can say the Lord used me to deal with his prejudice. And the Lord used him to deal with my own prejudice. Because listen, we all have prejudice in our own life. Until you are brought into that arena, into that situation that exposes it, you don't know. Particularly if you're from Africa. Particularly if you're from South Africa. <laughs> South Africa are one of the most prejudicial persons. And I'm not just talking about whites, both white, blacks, and color. Yeah, because of our past. Our past influences and impacts, amen, how we live life, how we see things, how we behave. That's why it's going to take, you know, somebody like Isaiah, and I'm saying it because I know that's part of what God has sent me to do, to help us, amen, open our eyes to see things. It's not going to be easy to deal with things because we're going to call those, you know, you know, blind spots, those biases. We're going to deal with it. That's the ministry of the prophetic. My prophetic is not for people to like me and love me and hallelujah. If, if that's all about my, by now, be one of those rich man of, men of God, you know, going around with their big cars. No, my prophetic is to see how we can change, amen, the, 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 the trajectory of this nation, how we can change, amen, the order and the, 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 the move of God, amen, in, in, this, in, this, in this nation so that the people can begin to see. You begin to understand. You will see me. I will connect with people who are not that mature in the things of God. I will connect with people who are, you know, uh, uh, you know, who are clued up in the area of business. But that's not my area. But I, because I, I see they're talking about something like this guy Vusi that I, I mean, I always post some of his material. This guy is clued up. This guy knows what he's talking about. Does he mean that? He's, does he mean that he's so spiritual? In fact, I don't even think you know he's a strong Christian. I think he's just a nominal Christian. But he, he understands certain principle that this nation needs. And that I need all right, for the people that I'm talking to, I'm preaching to, I'm communicating to, to understand that one of the things we've got to understand, amen, in dealing with, amen, our, our, our past in moving forward is that we've got to understand that we need to learn, amen, how to be self-dependent. We don't have to, amen, you know, uh, uh, get ourselves in the bondage of, of, you know, financial, you know, uh, 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 you know you know you know control one of the things that the devil have used in this in this nation is to use the power of money amen to keep the people impoverished you know, a lot of people do not understand they are not you know financial financially literate in this country that's the truth we, we we don't understand what it means amen to become you know to become an entrepreneur we don't understand now that is something that most african country they, they understand because the you know the economic system of south africa is different from the economic system of you know most african country even here in sadek I mean, the way people understand, you know, finance and economy in Zimbabwe, in Botswana, in, in Zambia, in Tanzania is totally different. 
I mean, this is a nation or that whose economic system basically is almost like it's been run from a West a Western culture system. Yet the people, the people have no clue, have no understanding. You know, you, you talk about a nation that hates capitalism, yet capitalism, all right, is what drives the, 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 the economic philosophy of this nation. And you say South Africa is a socialist country. I mean, that is just <laughs> unacceptable. You understand what I'm talking about? Even so, in socialism, you need to teach the people to be self-dependent. You can't, you, everything cannot be built and based, amen, on, in, on welfare. Nobody builds, nobody builds, the, the, no nation builds the economy on welfare. It's even the richest nation. They don't build their, their, their people, their, you know, their, 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 you know, their economic policy on, on welfare. But you say, well, we inherited that because of our party. Now, it's time to correct that. Because 90% of the people that are still rich in this country, amen, were the people that endorse apartheid, all right? And, and, and all these are things that I, I mean, I used to talk about. I used to argue with my friend Robin. Thank God for knowledge. Thank God that you, you, you see, you don't have to even go to school to learn certain things. Today, the world of you know social media and Google has, has, has given us what I call a universal platform of learning. You can learn. You can Google a lot of things. You can develop yourself. You can empower yourself. And I was telling Robin, I said, I mean, how is it acceptable that in a nation like South Africa that people are flying in? I mean, this is this nation. This nation is one of, you know, the richest nation in terms of tourism. But guess what? 88% of South Africans do not have international passport. Tell me, how do you define that? Now, this gets me crazy. In a nation where you say, amen, you know, uh, 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 the, the, the GDP most comes from, you know, tourism and mining. How do you explain that 88%, let's even drop it, let's say 70, but at least that's, that's the point I was looking at some time ago. 88% do not have, particularly colored and black, do not have international passport. Is that not amen, a systemic impoverishment of the people? Because you're saying that amen, these people do not deserve to go outside the border of South Africa. Did you see why there is racism? Do you see why there's xenophobia in South Africa? <laughs> you see, we un I understand policy because I studied. I studied these things. These are systemic issues. You see, I need to know these things to know what I'm praying for. It's one of my prayers is that God will open South Africa up, not for people to come into South Africa, but for South Africans to go outside South Africa. You see, that's what the government don't want to tell the people. South Africans need to go outside South Africa because when they go outside South Africa, ah, your eyes open, you see, uh oh, I thought my father's house was the best. You're going to see houses that are 10 times better than your father's house. And you still see that people that they're humble say, wow. This is the reason why there's pride in South Africa. Listen, it's not the fault of the, of the people. It's the fault of the government. You've got to open the nation up. You've got to open the nation up, amen, and give the people, you know, help the people to go out, create, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know what you call, you know, uh, um, you know what they call it now, where you go out of the country, you know, you spend some, you know, uh, weeks, maybe in France. But I'm not even talking about, you don't have to go all the way to France. You know, go to Nigeria, go to Ghana, you know, South Africans will go to Cameroon, all right, go to Rwanda. It will humble you. 
Because the government, they are blocking, they are covering. They don't, want, they don't want the people to see. They don't want South Africans to see what is happening outside. So all you watch, all you know about you know, foreigners is what you hear, what you see on the media. Ah, there are places you go to. I can assure South Africans, there are places you go to in, in Nigeria, you would think you're in America. I can assure you. I mean, I've been, I've been outside um, you know, in my country for years now. I mean, I, they just showed me some pictures of some you know, development taking place. And I'm saying, where is this? They said, this is Nigeria. I said, this cannot be Nigeria. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. you, you some of the infrastructure that people are running to you know, look for here in, in South Africa, many of these countries now have them. Many of these African countries, they now have these things. You have fast trains now popping up in, 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 in Kenya, in Tanzania, in Nigeria. You I mean, there is a, there's a state in, in Nigeria called Calabar. You can Google it, Calabar. Just Google Calabar. Calabar is like, is like your, you know, your Singapore. Excellent, beautiful. You know, things that a lot of an average South African would think you can never find them in, in Nigeria. I'm just using that as, a, you know, as an example. You'll be surprised. You'll be shocked. I mean, your jaws will drop. But that's not what I'm even talking about. I'm talking about opening South Africa up to, for South Africans to travel to see how, how, how you know, you know, technologically savvy these guys are. You connect with them. That's what you want to connect with. If you ever depend, South Africans, if you ever depend on the government, the ANC, to change this country, we lie. We lie. It's not going to happen in a million years. Because, you know, they've done their own thing. Listen, now we live post, you know, you know, the, 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 the revolution. They, they still have revolution in their mind. Revolution is gone. The world, in fact, the world has changed. The dynamics of the world has changed. It's changed. Everything today is like this. It's like this. Everything are interlocked, interconnected. You see, that's why when I listen to that Vusinga, I, I can't remember his surname. But if I listen to him, you see, I always post this. Just listen to what that guy says. You see, you can see this is a guy who has, who has traveled out. He's exposed. South Africans need to be exposed. South Africans are already wealthy. They're already rich. They just need to be exposed. They just need helping hand from those who have the skill, who have, you know, watch many of the South Africans that are making it in this country. Is it that they know some foreigners? They're connected to some foreigners? Because, you know, apartheid locked this country and the ANC kept it locked. And they're still keeping it locked by the little, you know, uh, 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 so-called welfare. You see, somebody can be giving you things. Somebody can be giving you things to keep you a slave. You know, I'm giving you, I'm blessing you. I'm giving you that thing to keep you amen, my servant. Because listen to this. The person who gives a gift is always better, amen, than the one that receives the gift. <laughs> That's a proverb. That's an African proverb. The Bible says a time came, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Moses, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. There's a time you're going to say, ah, no, 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 no. I'm tired of this welfare. I'm tired of these RDP houses. I'm tired of, you know, government giving me this. I'm tired of the this, this subsidy of my electricity. No, all these things are good, but listen to this. Listen to this. They're killing your future. They're killing the future. 
Because if you if you begin to look at the future of other countries, other other nations, I'm telling you, if you continue the way things are in South Africa, in the next ten years, certain countries will will not just pass South Africa, but they will leave South Africa behind. That's not my prayer, but that is amen, the trajectory of the kind of I mean, how do you put somebody, you call somebody a minister of education. And yet this person is making a blunder in her speech and she still laughs over it. In other countries, that person gets fired. Competency. They're destroying and they're degrading the values of this nation. They're dropping the standard of education, the quality, they're dropping it. Which, which world are you going to operate? Is it the same world that China is taking up? That's why, you see, if, if, you can't, if you can't raise the standard, you have to give over to China. China will come. China will, very soon China will start taking over the schools. Come on, friends. We can only say these things because we, we speak truth. You see, it's the truth that set us free. You know, somebody will hear me talk like they say, oh, this guy don't like, you don't love this country. Oh, you don't, you don't understand. <laughs> if you know the price that I've paid to be here, to do what I'm doing, then you will know that if you talk about somebody loving this country, I'm number one. The, the blood of this nation flows, flows in my vein. But I'm not going to close my eyes and watch some ungodly people few people shut down this nation close down burn down this nation no we want to restore amen the broken walls of this nation we want to restore amen the gates of this nation we want to believe god hallelujah for a new order a new day of change a new system of leadership leadership is not just about a person it's about setting the right system in place that's what a good leader does. A good leader, amen, will not just project himself. A good leader will promote system that will make things work seamlessly. So that when he or she is not there tomorrow, things continue. You remove one president. Everything knows dive. The moment, amen, Zuma left, everything knows that The economy just went, wham. Everything went down. Now, you look at the next man, Cyril Maposa. Even if he has something to offer... <laughs> It's not doing a good job. You see, because the system is, is built, all right, that one, one person must come and make his, own, make his own mark, make his own point. You're not building on what the next has done. There are no systems in South Africa, I must say. There are no systems. You see, on all this that I'm saying, I hope you, you, you don't just, you know, focus on the government. You need to take it into your own life. Are you building on system? Are you building, amen, on your 2019 achievement? What are you adding to what you have learned, amen, you know, to what you have understood, to what you have heard from me last year? Or, or are you restarting your life, amen, uh, from, zero, from zero again? No, no, you don't do that. You continue. Hallelujah. One end point becomes the foundation for the next. You build up, you build up, you build up, you build up. That's why you have to have consistency. It's called system system you see since last year i've been planning what we're going to do this year i could say but whoa, i don't have any congregation i'm doing this i'm talking to but you are the people god have sent me to 
But beyond that, I'm also speaking to the soul, to the spirit of this nation. And I'm seeing changing. When I look at somebody like that, Vusika, I say, Lord, thank you. I don't care if he's a billionaire, but he's saying things that matters. He understands. He's a young man, but he understands. Now, those are, what, those, those are the people that call the leaders of tomorrow. In fact, he's already leading. That guy has more influence than some ministers, some, some cabinet you know, uh, ministers. We, and I'm praying for him because we need more of him. We need more of him. That's how, we change, that's how we change the world. That's how we change our environment. We need people, amen, who are pioneers. You see, people don't have to love you for what you're saying. You see, I'm pioneering something. Or maybe I'm building on something that others, amen, have established. But I'm doing something. I'm creating my own path. Hallelujah. That's why if we pray, when we pray with understanding, amen, we push, we push the agenda of God further, amen, into the nation. We push, we, we advance, amen, the intentions of God, amen, for our life, for our society, for our community. And we can apply that, amen. What I've shared, what I'm sharing now, we can apply that, amen, to our various constituents. We can apply that to our various nations. Amen. We can apply that to different aspects of human life. So let's understand. See, that's why we say prayer amen, is a place where we get to develop. Our capacity must develop. Amen. We must have capacity into, into, into things happening in our state, in our nation. Amen. We must have global capacity. Amen. Our vision must be global. Amen. While we are in that local state, but we've got to have, a, you know, a global vision, because the world today has become a global village. We like it or not, that thing has come to stay. So let's adjust, or else the disruption, amen, will kick us out of the way. It's called merger or acquisition. Amen. If you don't, if you don't merge with the things of the spirit, if you don't merge with the right people, listen to this: someone is going to acquire you. Have you noticed that? That's the world we live in today. Is a, I mean, is <laughs> a jungle out there. But guess what? Who is afraid? Who is afraid? We are, we are Daniel's. We are David. We are Joshua. We are Joseph of our time. We are the root of our day. We are the Esther, the Deborahs of our time. We are the, you know, Abigail of our time. We are the Elizabeth carrying a prophetic destiny in our womb. Come on, friends. So we, we are not disenfranchised. No, no, no. We are, we, are, we, are, we are at a point of great advantage. This is our best moment. This is our best time in history. History is not against us. <laughs> Nothing works against us. No, we are walking towards the light. We've seen the light and we're pressing. It may be dark, but we are not moved by the darkness. Because he who has called us is called the light of the world. And as we move, we turn dark places, amen, into, into places of light. We bring light there, amen. Arise and shine for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Yes, darkness covered the people. Gross darkness the earth. But we are rising as he rises upon us. The light of God is shining upon us, friends. The light of, 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 of the Almighty is shining upon us. Father, we thank you that we proclaim this day a day of light. We proclaim this day a day of glory. 
We declare this day is the day of advancement. It's the day of the manifestation of your glory within those you call your sons. Thank you, Father, that this day, oh God, as we connect with what your prophetic intention is birthing in this hour, in this season, that nothing, oh God, will stop us. Lord, we connect fully. We connect. We receive of the greed of the light. We receive of the greed, oh God, yes, of the light. Let your light shine in us. We proclaim no more darkness, no more darkness in our heart, in our minds, in our space, in our thought. Lord, we receive light that we may know what to do. Like the sons of Issachar, we know what to do. We know how to lead our company. We thank you, Spirit of God, that strength is not about the, about the quantity. It's about the velocity of light. Father, we thank you that light, oh God, yes, in this season is penetrating every look and cleaning of our existence. We are coming into a day of divine illumination. We are being transformed. We are being empowered. We thank you. We open this nation up. We declare, oh God, let South Africans rise up this day and begin to go forth. For there is much, yes, to gain, to glean outside, yes, Father, that can bring them to become relevant and resourceful in the light. Father, we thank you. As those four lepers said, no, if we remain here, we die. But if we go other, perhaps something good may happen. And as they proceed, as they proceed, they never thought they never expected what they saw. The, the, the land, the ground has been prepared. Their enemy had been destroyed. All they came into is the bounty. All they came into yeah, is the spoil of a war. Father, this day, I pray, may this nation open up. And may people who think that they are crippled, who cannot walk, may they crawl to the next border. May they begin to see, may they begin to hear, may they begin to connect to the resource, to the grace, to the abundance. Yes, to the abundance of, of mental capacity spiritual capacity yes the, the technology yes to become yes that entrepreneurial uh, 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 instrument that will change and transform this nation we declare it socially being father we learn oh god we will not remain in our cocoon we will not remain oh god blind no we will not remain oh god in where they want us to remain we break the shell in the name of jesus we break the barrier we break down the wall in the name of jesus and we proceed out we move in the name of jesus into new territory, new territory of thinking, new territory of sight, new territory of understanding, new territory of our humanity. We declare, oh God, that we are changing. We will no longer be seen and known as one, yes, being victimized. No, in the name of Jesus, we rewrite the order. We rewrite the structure. We rewrite the DNA of this nation. No, we declare, South Africa, you shall not be known as a victim nation. No, you will not be known as one that kills his own. You will not be known as as one that maim foreigners know you will be known as one yes that has become a house of refuge a place where God has released his power his grace his love we declare in the name of Jesus this day that newness is upon you we speak life we speak grace in the name of Jesus to begin to flow outside this place into yes the regions into the regions into the continent rise up O daughter of Zion take your place rise up from the dust that we proclaim light upon you. We proclaim life to you. We declare those that have left you to die. They will see your arising. They will see your awakening. In the name of Jesus, as 
the Lord spoke uh, you know to his people in the book of Ezekiel he said you were you were born and you were dumb uh, in, 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 in a being in a dustbin he said but I picked you up uh, I cleansed you I washed you yes I nurtured you and I dressed you I, I put this gold ring uh, yes mando in your nose and your ears uh, I make you look wonderful you will not reject me you will not turn away from me I proclaim this day South Africa rise up this day begin to journey back to your lover to your God to your king to your maker as it is in this place so it is in our continent we declare we shall no longer be ruled by tyrannical rulers we shall no longer be controlled and influenced in the name of Jesus by the path we pulled down in the name of Jesus all the landmines of apartheid that is still there that people are stepping into and they are losing their limbs losing their legs and are becoming crippled they are becoming yes demobilized we uproot them in the name of Jesus we uproot the landmines wherever they are in our minds in our thoughts yes in our workplace in our in our in our in our street in our homes family that spirit destroying family destroying marriages destroying homes wherever you are whatever you're connected to we declare your day have come to an end this day we we send a sentence against you we proclaim you shall proceed no further let God arise and let his enemy be scattered let God arise let his enemy be scattered that schizophrenic attitude schizophrenic spirit we command you to be nullified that spirit that does not believe that is neither here nor there that spirit that says today you say yes tomorrow you say no that thing that is inconsistent within the structure of this nation i i curse you from the from the root that spirit that cannot handle relationship for three years beyond i curse you in the name of jesus i curse you from the root in the name of jesus that thing that will not allow people to learn to see and and and, and draw from yes those that can that can empower, empower them and and build them up i come against you in the name of jesus i declare pride we shatter you over this nation over this region we declare we re we release we infuse alabashiando the character of humility yes in humility we build up i declare in jesus name the spirit of wickedness and ungodliness perversion sexual perversion i curse you over this nation i nullify your hold over this nation in the name of jesus dignity we release upon the spiritual atmosphere of this nation we declare the soul of the people crying yes for for identity crying to be loved crying to be accepted in the name of jesus you de we declare this day you are accepted you are loved jesus loves you jesus is your god that thing that seeks for temporal pleasure in the name of Jesus and, 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 and nullify the future destiny I declare you shall proceed no further no we will not sell our birthright for a pot of pottage no in the name of Jesus you spirit you shall proceed no further you will begin to see the future and you begin to invest in the name of Jesus father we thank you we glorify your name yes arise oh God 
It's a brand new day upon the land, upon the continent. In the name of Jesus, we proclaim it. Upon the nations, we declare it this day, O oh God. Father, I thank you for your healing power upon this place, upon this nation, upon this land, O oh God. Thank you for the flow of the river of healing. Yes, deliverance in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We rise up this day and we declare your healing has come. You are the God of healing. We receive healing. As a home, as a family, as a community, as a nation, we receive healing. We thank you, Father God. We bless your name. Thank you for the direction of your spirit this morning. Thank you for the guidance of your spirit. Thank you, Lord, that as we step into this new day, into this new season, we begin to see change all around us. Yes, angels all around us. Change all around us. Hallelujah. We give you glory. We give you praise. Oh, hallelujah. Father, thank you for the seed of this prophetic engagement. It will germinate. It will bring forth fruit unto 30, 60, and 100 fold to the glory of your name. I thank you. Thank you for awakening the heart of the men of God in this nation, of the women of God in this nation, that they begin to speak life and speak change and bring correction and bring order and bring structure to the land. We thank you. We bless your name, O oh God. I shall see these things. Yes, ears shall hear these things to the glory of your name. Father, we thank you this day. Oh, hallelujah. What an impartation. What an impartation, friends. What an impartation by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Well, I want to really thank everyone this morning again. What a time. Oh, hallelujah. What a time. I just, I just sense the presence of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory to your name, Lord. I give you glory. I give you praise. I give you worship. Honor. Be ascribed unto you, Lamb of God. We bless you. We give you glory for what your spirit has released into the spiritual atmosphere of this nation. All across the land, all across the nation, change is taking place. We thank you. We glorify your name. All across our continent, yes, Father, we thank you for a change. We thank you, Lord. We break the barriers of limitation and falsehood. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. Well, thank you so much, everyone, this morning. I want to believe that somehow the Lord has imparted us all. Amen. It's always an honor to be able to present, you know, ourselves to God this, uh, you know, as, as a vessel to be used. Uh, I really honor God for giving me the grace to, you know, to always come and just represent his heart and his mind. I believe this morning the Lord has shifted something in our heart, in our spirit, in our lives. If we have faith. Who eat the fruit, amen, of that which has been sown. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, my dear sister Tina. Really appreciate your connection. Sister Miriam, thank you. Amen, my brother Shane. Thank you so much for connecting this morning. Amen, Apostle Wistin. Thank you so. Thank you for connecting. Family September, thank you. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for connecting. I hope I've called everyone this morning. Thank you. May the Lord continue to strengthen us and empower us. May our day, amen, prosper. May our day be filled, amen, with fulfillment, with success. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.